I mean, this is a sport that's on the precipice of irrelevance. The games are taking over three and a half hours. Playoff games are taking over four hours. Game's too long, too slow, who cares? This is a situation where baseball's in trouble to begin with. The MLB is officially dead. Baseball is dead. Rest in peace. By the way, shout out to Ravi on Sunday Night Baseball. He threw us a shout out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what what spawned it. I mean, I I was like, you know, I had the game on. I was half listening to the broadcast, but uh, he said something, something, something. And baseball is dead, you know? We should go back and rip that audio. No. We could probably do that. Because I tweeted about it immediately. So I think we could probably link up like the timestamps. Is this, is this yesterday? Sunday Night Baseball, yeah. Yesterday, okay. Right. Yeah. Because I was talking to him last week mm-hmm. when Pujols pitched. Ah, yes. Yeah, okay. All right. Also, if you're listening to this right now, you may notice Dallas's audio does not sound super clean this week. It's because... Well, we don't uh, have to. It's really the, not a the Oakland A's. Uh, what is first it? of all? Was it the flight or was the bus or is it what? Like you, you, this you don't have your, your luggage got lost. A bag, correct. A bag got lost. How many other players in the team had their luggage lost? Well, it's not not a ton. I honestly don't know if it were even any players. It's remember I told you because people get on the bus at different times and there's multiple right, right, bus right, right. times. Mm-hmm. So when you leave your luggage down with the like bell service from there it gets placed on the bus mm-hmm. or a truck depending on how your team is doing it or sure. but it has to get from the bell folks to your folks yeah or there's got to be help there's going to be synergy somewhere in between synergy there there was not got it so yeah. you're missing your no podcast mic. microphone yeah uh, your leave-in conditioner. What are what are some of the oh. other items that that you're down right now? Um, toiletry bag, mm-hmm. for sure. So, so like, you're just essential poor hygiene like right now. Well, I had to call. Yeah, I had to call and get a, a toothbrush and shaving kit. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else. How many ounces of weed did you lose? <laughs> uh, no, yeah, come on. Uh, you're, you're leaving California. I'm going to Seattle. So it's not like, you know, I mean, you can get it if you need it. You can yeah, get it Seattle, if you want it. Seattle's pot friendly, right? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So that, that would quite literally be like taking a pail of sand to the beach. I mean, I, trust me, I got my favorite flavors, Joe, that I like and that I travel with. But, uh, but yeah, overall necessity, no. Yeah, so I, it's not like I'm out major stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I've got the clothes that I wore that I called the game in. <laughs> I got a change of clothes that was in my backpack. Mm-hmm. I told that. you, I mean, if, if we ever travel, we traveled a lot in the last few years together. Uh, if, if I were traveling and I lost my bag <clears throat> that had my hair shit in it, you're not going to see me. I'm not coming out. I'm not coming out the booth. Like you oh, yeah, can, look- the, the shit that I put in my hair you can't just go to CVS and buy. Like you got to get that shit like special ordered. That's how it looks that amazing. Do you know what compounding is? Uh, I, I mean, in theory. <laughs> well, it's, a, it's a process that is performed at pharmacies 
where you take medicine and you compound it, you mix it together basically and put it into a form where you can like topical creams, you can rub it on shit like that. Mm-hmm. Like that's basically what your product is. Yeah. It's like four or five different things thrown together. Science project type shit. Correct. To, to cement your fucking Johnny Bravo quaff. Well, in cement place. would, would imply that it's hard and crusty. It's not It's soft and smooth. Uh, I mean, you can run your fingers through, but see, like I, I can hear the, I can hear you running. There's your no fingers. Cr- no, you can't. I didn't say crunch. You said crunch. No, I didn't you say crunch. That. You implied it. You started to use the word. You implied it. There's no. <clears throat> it was on your mind. My hair is smooth as hell, and it's, I, it's taken me years. Shout out to Lucas Giolito, by the way. It's having Giolito's- another great year, uh, but it all started right there. Spikes up toward 2019. Lucas Giolito comes on the bus. Uh, Dallas basically resurrected his career after an abysmal 2018. True story. And we gave him some pitching pointers that completely changed his, his life, not just his career, his life. Whole life. Uh, and he gave me some hair pointers that completely changed my life. They like keep putting me on to one of the products that I use. There's, there's not a... Uh, I don't think there's a, a relationship more emblematic of both parties... <laughs> benefiting so greatly from the existence of one another right then you and i and lucas giolito like if we're like essentially the holy trinity i don't i mean i don't want to you know i'm not trying to step on any toes here but i'm just saying like i don't know that it gets any better no no i mean it you could make the case that we made the most impactful suggestions of each other's lives. Yep. Yep. I we sat down. I had the I had the heart to heart with him. Mm-hmm. And the next thing you know, guys, guys all over Siam conversations. All yeah. over. Yeah. He's, he's gonna sit there and he's gonna stay there. Yeah. Yeah. White Sox are cooking right now. Well, uh, they just uh they got not one but two victories against the New York Yankees on Sunday or not Sunday night, but Sunday in general. They they beat them twice on Sunday. Woo. That's tough. Uh, can, it's, it sucks to lose one game. It definitely sucks to lose two games in the same day. <laughs> can we talk about Johnny Cueto for a brief moment in time? Sure. Johnny Cueto. Mm-hmm. Couple starts under his belt. What, 12 innings? He was just sitting oh. out there, right? No one wanted Cueto? No, no, no one, no one that interested. No one that interested. How many, mm-hmm. how many runs has Johnny Cueto given up, Joe? How many, how many runs? Absolutely nothing. Mm. That's good, right? That's number one. That leads the league. <laughs> That's good. He does. He, he does lead the league in starters ERA at this point. I mm-hmm. mean, whether or not he's a qualifier. Minimum two starts that. if you set the qualifier there. Yeah, minimum two starts. Mm-hmm. Johnny Cueto, American League leading ERA. Maybe, maybe I'd love league. to know if other teams were in on Johnny Cueto. I feel like that's a mistake. I feel like a team like the Atlanta Braves could use a Johnny Cueto right now. Ooh. Yeah, we, you know, we could use a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like that division, the, 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 good Lord, what's going on? I mean, what that happens every year in the NL East. Everyone's like, oh, they're, it's going to be a tight race. And then it's like one team is good. And it's Look, always it, the it feels, it, it feels, I'm not going to lie. Mm. It feels a little, uh, like House of Cards ish right now, ooh, for the Mets because of 
what's going on with the pitching staff. Yeah, that's fair. But in fair in, in fairness to that point, because I don't think they built the, I'll say because I don't think they built up a big enough lead. Obviously, I don't think they built up a big enough. It's fucking May. They've got to, they've got an eight game lead over both the Phillies and the Braves. Right. But but is is that enough right now? Like, let's say again, Max Scherzer, four mm-hmm. to six weeks or six to eight weeks. Well, what was the official diagnosis? I think six to eight. Six, yeah, six to eight. eight. Yeah. Okay. So th- so again, operate this way. Six to eight. Max two months, eight weeks. Well, that's two months of probably a ton of inactivity. A half that's going to be spent just chilling because there's things you can't do. Because if you do, you aggravate it. And that injury, you go right back to square one. Mm -hmm. That is the worst part about this type of injury to Scherzer is just the smallest little say you're seven and a half weeks into that eight-week period, mm-hmm. and you get that little tweak, that little, eh, you go right back to square one. Yeah. Right. You know back. what sucks? And then we've seen this. We've seen this with, uh, you know, not going to name any names, but a past producer that we had, Dallas. Um, <clears throat> even if you're not doing any baseball activity, you could sneeze and hurt the motherfucker. You can. <laughs> you absolutely can. And how well do you think Max Scherzer just sits back and chills? Not, not think, well at all. I mean, the yeah. guy, <laughs> you guys saw the video of him. Like, who was it? The ambassador to Japan. The, the ambassador to Japan was coming out to try to throw out the first pitch. And Scherzer's on the mound like, nah, we're fucking going. Like, sorry. I don't know. You should probably talk to them over there, but I'm going now. I'm working. Like, the ambassador, you can see him run out there. And Scherzer is not even, just not even looking. Where is so, this video? He's, oh, you got to pull it up here. Yeah. It's fucking shit. So was that this year? Yeah, yeah, it was like two weeks ago. Yeah. The the ambassador, you can see them. Like there's two people. One of them, obviously the ambassador. And the other one, you know, just a, a media handler, I would assume. <laughs> They're running out to the field. Scherzer's already going. Like he's already thrown. It looks like he's already thrown two fucking pitches. Oh, there he is. Like in his warm up. <laughs> the dude's running out like. So I guess I'll just go out, throw my first pitch. <laughs> this guy oh, was shit. supposed to throw out the first pitch, but Scherzer yeah. beat him to the mound and didn't let him throw it. <laughs> he just blue balled him. Sorry, it's your big day. It's not anymore, dude. Not wow. anymore. Like that dude's been sending out like the mass, the mass texts to people like, yo, you got to tune in. It's going to be dope. I'm throwing out the first pitch. Fucking City Field, man, Scherzer's on the mound. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> He's been practicing yeah, it's for be weeks. Real sweet. Two point four million views on this video. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. And you see, last year he. Uh, yeah, go on, go on. No, no. I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, and if if that person does make it to the mound to get that pitch off, that video's got ten thousand views. <laughs> Not even. Well, I'm just saying, like, if it was Who posted gives by the Mets. Shit? This is this is exactly why Max Scherzer is the best in the world. Like you can pull up numbers and you can say, all right, you got Kershaw, you got Verlander. But this is what makes Max Scherzer Max Scherzer is that this poor bastard is sitting here totally stoked. This might be the best moment of his life. He gets to throw out the first pitch at City Field. Maybe the Mets are his favorite team. We don't know. And then you got Max Scherzer just being like, get fucking lost, buddy. I'm about to. I'm warming up right now because I'm, I mean, 
it, you know what? That's a great story. That's a great story for them to take home. Yeah. Now. That's a, that's an even better story. Like, Hey, you remember that time I was supposed to throw out the first pitch? Well, I didn't. Why? Because Max Scherzer's a goddamn bully and wouldn't yeah. let me anywhere near the fucking pitchers. If now. he's a Mets fan, you can't even be upset about that. It's almost no. it's almost better that that happened. It's, it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, dude, tell me to fuck off. It's a right. Of, <laughs> exactly. It's like a right of passage, man. You're yeah. all good. Yeah, Jared. Well, what if what if Garrett Cole did that? Would you say the same thing? No, I'd be like, fuck <laughs> you. I mean, you're not good enough to say fuck you to the uh, Japan ambassador. <laughs> He's not. He's like the fourth best starter on his own team. Well, to Max's defense, I don't feel like there was a uh, specific, you know, attitude directive towards the the Japanese ambassador or the ambassador also, to Japan. Yeah. Credit to me for being honest with that question. About what? Would I have treated it differently if Garrett Cole did it? Oh. Absolutely. Well, if you if you would have given any other answer, you're going to get well, skewered. People know it, you here. Let me let me just elaborate here. Let me give some context. I wouldn't have answered it differently because I have a bias against Garrett Cole. I answered it differently because I'm looking at the history of Max Scherzer being a badass and the history of Garrett Cole being a whiny ass bitch. It's different. Oh, wow. Right. It's different. Okay. Would you agree or disagree? Garrett Cole has a history of whining and complaining about things. Max Scherzer has a history of being a badass, winning championships, winning Cy Youngs, things that Garrett Cole's never done. I'll say that Max Scherzer definitely has the resume of badassery. Yeah. Garrett Cole doesn't. He does not have a Cy Young. He does not have a World Series. He does not have a, a fucking 20 strikeout game. He doesn't have a no hitter. I mean, Max Scherzer's been there, done that. He's done it all. Garrett Max Cole Scherzer. really has done nothing. <laughs> he hasn't. What's he done? What has Garrett Cole done? He's got nice What's he done show. besides make Billy Crystal question his Yankee fandom? That's it. Wow. Wow. I tell you what Max Scherzer has done, though, is he, he has given you a prime example of why, and you made this point kind of a little bit ago, you don't have to have the best numbers in every category for mm-hmm. you to be unequivocally the right answer to the question of who's your favorite pitcher or who do you think was the best pitcher of this generation? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like that's a viable answer for that reason and that reason alone. Cause I love the dude's attitude and I love the way he goes about his business. Well, he backs it. it up. Yes. And well, as we have beaten over the head many times, Probably the first true example of a super contract being fulfilled, if not, you know, exceeded, not exceeded, yeah, by the player, yeah. And you mentioned maybe he doesn't have the best numbers. Uh, someone else in the conversation for best pitcher of the generation does have all the numbers this year, and he's 39 years old. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you're like, are you guys really going to duck the Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson thing just because Donaldson's your boy? No, it just this this flowed better. Segue. This is a nice little segue here. Uh, Justin Verlander. <laughs> God, God bless you. May God, God come down from the heavens and, and bless you, Dallas Braden. Uh, on what was that? Saturday night. <clears throat> Saturday night. Justin Verlander, six innings, six hits. Zero earned runs, eight strikeouts, no walks, 
uh, to lower his ERA on the season down to 1.22. That is his third straight outing where he has not given up a run. He struck out 18 batters in 19 innings, giving up nine hits, five walks. Uh, the Astros 3-0 and in those three starts. And I'm looking at it now. Justin Verlander leads the league in wins. Leads the league in ERA with the aforementioned 1.22 ERA. Leads the league in ERA plus. And he leads the league in whip. 0.716. The strikeouts are not like otherworldly. Coming from Verlander. Strikeouts per nine is about 8.5 this year. He struck out 49 batters in, in 51 and two thirds. Still pretty good. I mean, it's not bad. It's just, no. you know, we're used to seeing uh, in years past 10 and a half, 12.1, 12.2, 11.4 uh, for the strikeouts per nine. Like Verlander is a strikeout pitcher. So I guess, you know, it, well, it's, that's, that's, I'm sure there are many impressive. pitchers in the league who would kill to have a strikeout per inning. Uh, but. Uh, we expect these, you know, video game numbers from Verlander. It doesn't matter. He's still getting outs. He's still getting outs and people aren't scoring That's what's impressive about what he's doing is he's a power pitcher and you're not getting this kind of of performance from him in this stage of his career in a different way where we talk, like, think about CC Sabathia. When CC like, figured out how to pitch without just out-stuffing guys because that's, that's why guys like that are so damn good. Because not only do they have an idea of how to go about the work, but they have the tools that, you know, that's that's next level, next level toolbox when you got a hundred mile an hour fastball and mm-hmm. the kind of wipeout shit that CC had before, you know, injuries and just before getting old. And so when you figure out how to pitch on the other side of your stuff and you can have success, it looks a little different than it did before, but you're still pretty damn good. Justin Verlander is still pretty damn good. He's the best in the league, and it's in the same fashion it has always been. That's what's impressive. That's what you got to think about is because he's still, for better or worse, outstuffing people. But it's not, to your point, the dominance of a 12, 13K per nine vibe right now. It's a, what, 10K per nine vibe? Oh, damn. Imagine (laughs) being... Imagine it's being a little less than a strikeout per inning. Yeah, but. imagine being 39, still blowing 97, 98, still wiping people out in the same way you were when you entered the league. Mm. Like that, it's it's fucking ridiculous with a brand new tendon. He does have like, a brand new tendon. Uh like good God. I'm looking at the velocity numbers here for Justin Verlander and uh so 2020 was when he made one start or <clears throat> whatever it was, a couple starts. So let's go back to 2019. Okay. 2019. Hot tub time machine. Just in a standard time machine. I'm already there and I'm fucking vibing, but standard time machine in the month of uh, let's call it April. In April, Justin Verlander, who was at the time 37 was averaging 94.45 miles per hour with the four-seam fastball. April this year, mm-hmm. 95.09 miles per hour. Ooh. So two years later, two years older in your late 30s, 
Uh, he is his his fastball is actually faster. What's the spin like? Because we were talking about that earlier. Like, what's he going to be without whatever spider tack? Yeah, that is make a that is true. What? We'll just go to Savant. I'm sure it's I'm sure it's right in the same neighborhood. Mm. And if it's and you got to understand, this is where don't start jumping to conclusions because if it's better, it would stand to reason that it might be a little better because his arm's not fucking banged up, his elbow's not banged up. He can feel the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Good for him. I was. I mean, I was. <laughs> that was a genuine concern of mine. And <clears throat> what was? If what he was going to look like post spider tech, because he was very clearly a spider tech guy. Yeah, I just uh, I think. Guys that know how to pitch like Justin Verlander, there it's you're going to you're going to watch them make the adjustments. There's there's nothing out there, I don't believe, that has been so relied upon where. Guys ju- are, are just a completely different human being. And I know that we've seen that. And it, that's why it's like mind blowing. Like, holy shit. Like, is there or, or like, are we really like going to be completely different? And there's no, like, you can't make the adjustment at all. Yeah. We can't, we can't even get to a, a, a happy medium here. He's yeah, such he's a beast breed. though. Like that 2019 season, he went 21 and six. And threw two hundred and twenty three innings. Well, I was gonna say he led the league, and he led. If I remember, he led the league in starts, innings, uh, like fucking whip. ER, not ERA. I was, there you go, whip. Because what do you have? What do you have then? It was two years in a row. We had like like a like a two and a Sub half. one. Yeah, his whip. His whip was uh nine oh two in eighteen with a two five two, there and then go. in nineteen his whip was eight oh three with a two five eight ERA. And strikeouts to walks ratio led the league both years. Hits per nine led the league in nineteen. Where was he at in strikeouts? Eight, <clears throat> eighteen or nineteen? He led the league in punches, right? Yeah, he had two hundred and ninety strikeouts. Two hundred twenty some odd fucking innings. And then he struck out three hundred in in yes. twenty nineteen, but did not lead the league. I think that was Cole. Yeah, would Cole have three hundred? Well, it wasn't. A, did he even have ten more punch outs than than Verlander? I I don't know. But why do I, I want mean, to say three oh seven? Why do I have the number three oh seven in my head? I think maybe because that's in like sixty eight. Vita yeah. Blue punched out like three hundred and fucking some odd people. Yeah, like as a like these numbers are fucking mind boggling. Like I think I think as we sort of. <clears throat> like I'm sure you like you go to his baseball reference page and it it lights up. There's some there's some blacking. Yeah, there's some blacking. As we get more removed from, I think Verlander's career, may call it ten years from now, <clears throat> he's been retired for call it eight years, something like that. Uh, I think we're gonna have even. It's it's impressive as it is right now, but I think we're gonna have even more appreciation for it as we sort of trend towards the whole like starters going five innings, only seeing the lineup twice and bullpens being more of a having more of an impact than ever before in our game. The fact that Justin Verlander started out in 2005 and then went into that era of we're not going to let you see the lineup for a third time and we're taking our starters out after five innings, but he was still at 39 
I mean, I don't, I don't want to like jinx him or whatever, but like to project out what he's going to be able to do this year, you might have a situation where at 39 years old, Justin Verlander is putting uh, the third Cy Young on his shelf. And it really should be, if he wins the Cy Young this year, it should be his fifth. <laughs> and it's back to back. He's gotten boned twice. Yeah. Twice. Yeah, it's yeah, a big, it's his, a big Hank his, Williams. I mean, dude, we we broke in together. He was a year before me. So, like, coming in damn. at the same time and just watching him become, like, a, a I don't want to say feared figure, but him become a guy, like, early on, it was, it was like, ooh, like, this dude, <laughs> shit is real with this mm-hmm. dude. Really real. Because from the minute he hit the scene, like it was 200 innings, 200 punch outs. The minute he hit the scene. Book it. And you're just like, fuck, man. Like, because that's the goal, you know. And I, I don't want to say that that goal wasn't as lofty then when, when we came into the game. Uh, but being a 200 inning guy still had that unicorn effect. Like there, there just wasn't a lot of guys doing that with regularity and you knew what it represented. If you're able to get to that mark, you know, in arbitration, free agency, like that represents a horse horses get fed very, very well. And Justin Verlander has got more hay in the barn than he'll ever be able to eat. (laughs) Justin Verlander Dallas, do you have the fucking balls to say that Justin Verlander is going to win the Cy Young this year? Can you say that on May 23rd? <clears throat> I mean, by the way, there's this one dude on uh, our podcast Reddit page that is like, I hate that segment. The, the do you have the ball? It's not a segment. It's a fucking question. You jackass. I'm asking <laughs> Dallas if he has the balls wow. to say that Justin Verlander is going to win the Cy Young Award this year. It's not a segment. If it were a segment, it'd be like, all right, now it's time for the do you have the balls brought to you by fucking uh, Roman. Like, no, that's it's that's not that's what a segment is. This is simply just an impromptu question. It's based on feel. It's feel. This is my question to you, Dallas. Do you have the fucking balls to say that Justin Verlander is going to keep this up for an entire season at 39? Coming off a of TJ with with a team, by the way, and you can attest to this, with a team that is in the hunt for October. So the longer that goes, those high stress innings, the innings that mean more, that's that's more tension on, on that uh, on those tendons. Do you yeah, have the fucking Garrett, balls to say that he can win that Cy Young Award? Garrett is <clears throat> as much as I want to believe that there could easily be an emergence of multiple arms to challenge. That's exactly what I think they'll be doing. And it might be a futile exercise. They Mm. might just be challenging Justin Verlander. Damn. But I think Justin Verlander, if things continue to trend this way, who who else, who else is sniffing that? Who else is sniffing the Cy Young Award in the American League? If, caveat, if Justin Verlander, just on average, continues to perform this way, 
and at 39 with mm-hmm. a new ligament decides to give you 33 starts. I tell you what. No, no, <laughs> there, nobody. No, nobody. No, 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 no. Not true. I mean, not true. There's like Nestor. There are a few guys Nestor. that are in the American League. You're throwing Kopech around out there? That are still sub two. Martin Perez. <laughs> Would have been nice to still have him. Uh, Nestor Cortez, Alec Manoa, Michael Kopech, all sub two mm-hmm. in the American League. You still have out of all Cy those Young guys, pick, who Kevin do you have Gosman, the, the most faith, though? I feel like it might even be Verlander. Who do I have the most faith in being able to sustain this? Yeah. Alec Manoa, I feel I can stay in this. Okay, well, let's let's look at it like this. Let's just start within the division because you know who their competition is within the division. Mm -hmm. So who's got it the easiest within their division? I don't think that's really a question. You're talking about the the Central? Like Copic? Or the West? Probably the the West. West is easier? As the Central right now, fucking I mean, sucks. The Central has, I mean, the White Sox themselves are a game over 500. Then you have the Guardians and both the Detroit Tigers and Kansas City Royals have a 350 winning percentage. In the West, like the Rangers are okay. The Mariners are okay. The Angels are good. And then the A's fucking suck. But Just the Central, Just struggling, right? the Central, like both the tie, like the A's are fucking terrible, but the Tigers and the Royals are worse than the A's. Ooh, so Copic kind of has the, the better path here it, within <sighs> the division. I mean, it's not like they only fucking play within the division, but right. But so that's that's why when you flush it out, Copec might be a guy you think can hang in there. But I think <laughs> I think Verlander, I think Verlander is just fine. Yeah, I mean, he can. I'm, I ain't worried about Verlander. I ain't worried about JV. Can he do it? I think he can. I think he can. Jake, what do you think? Yeah, he can do it. Yeah, he can do it. Thank you, Jake. <clears throat> yeah, uh, but what if Chris Sale comes back, Jake? I mean, that's going to be a problem, right? <laughs> well, then he's going to do it a lot better than him. Exactly. I mean, he is coming back. Uh, I think you can still probably put in a future for Justin Verlander to win the Cy Young at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, And you can slide into stacks of cash this baseball season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during MLB season? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many bases will be stolen, total runs, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. All you got to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D. Bet just $5 and get $150 in free bets no matter what happens on the field. That is promo code Jared at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. 
See the show notes for details. MLB trademarks used with permission. Um, <clears throat> all right, so let's get into this uh, Josh Donaldson, Tim Anderson thing that happened here. Uh, the context is, well, earlier in the series, Donaldson, as he's been known to do, uh, he slapped a tag on TA that was a little bit harder than maybe TA thought was necessary. Uh, and then we have Josh Donaldson on Saturday coming to the plate. Yasmani Grandal immediately getting into the face of Josh Donaldson. And I see this clip. And I'm like, what is this about? What the hell is going on here? And Donaldson, who, who he's not afraid, didn't seem to be combative, even though Yasmani was the aggressor. After the game, we find out that uh, Donaldson called Tim Anderson Jackie, as in Jackie Robinson. And on the surface, I can see why Tony LaRusso, I mean, Tony LaRusso straight up called it racist. Like he, he threw the R word out there. He said that is racist. On the surface, I, I would get it. Not knowing the character or anything about Josh Donaldson, I'd be like, that. yeah, that is fucking racist. Why would he call him Jackie Robinson? Well, in 2019, uh, Tim Anderson compared himself to Jackie Robinson after he hit that bomb off of Brad Keller of the Kansas City Royals and then chucked his bat back at his own dugout. And he said, more or less, I'm the Jackie Robinson of today because I'm kind of breaking the barrier of uh, all the like the old school that they don't want you to flip your bat. They don't want you to have fun. They don't want you to scream and they don't want you to pimp homers. Well, I want to do that. So if I get thrown at, because of it, like I feel like the Jackie Robinson of today where I'm getting punished for trying to have fun. I guess, according to Josh Donaldson, I, I don't, that's why we said last night, I was like, why didn't someone ask Tim Anderson about the, the past context? But according to Donaldson, he said that he had made this joke with TA before. Right. Like he had said, like, what's up, Jackie? Like he had called him Jackie before and they, they had joked about it. So it was cool. So. Like, I know that like people, again, people want you to just fall on one side and be like, this is my take. And this one person is right. And this one person is wrong. I kind of disagree with parts of with both of them. I think that was not the time for Josh Donaldson to joke around with Tim Anderson. I think the context of uh, the past joking around with that is very important here. Because if he yeah. had started doing it for the first time, then then that's then I would totally be on Tim's side. But the fact that he had joked around with it and said that before, and he had taken it as a joke before, you can't then take that back and be like, "That's over the line." Like if it if it was if it was something that you joked around with before, then whatever. Uh, but I think on Josh, like uh, the strike against Josh is like poor timing. Like clearly he he don't want to fuck with you right now. Clearly you guys are not buddies and pals right now so now i'm like i get maybe the 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 point that or the goal was to i guess lessen the tension between them yeah i'm assuming he was probably trying to be like hey man like you know no hard feelings like remember that time that we made that joke whatever like i'm over it if you're over it i feel like that's what he was trying to do uh and tim did not take it that way and felt disrespected and then i mean ta is beloved in that white Sox clubhouse 
So if TA feels disrespected, well, guess what? Now you just disrespected the entire fucking roster, which is where you get a veteran guy like Yasmani Grandal in your face when you come up to the plate, uh, being as he's he's the backstop. So that's kind of where I fall on it is like, I don't think that you like if you considered it a joke and you laughed about it before, I don't think that you can take that back and be like, actually, you know what? I am offended by that. It's like if you're busting balls about it before, then it's kind of weird to be like, hey, he said this and we should condemn him for this when he said it before. And you you left that out. But it is it was stupid of Josh to do it in that moment, knowing that like, hey, now is probably not the time to be joking around with with Tim. That's where like the context makes a big, big impact is how was this, quote unquote, joked about between these two in the past? How did it land? Was it understood? Was it received well? Was there smiles back and forth? Like, because if that occurred once and somebody believes that there's history there, well, then you would understand why somebody believes it would be on the table or that would be something that would be okay to say in an exchange because it had been said before and it was received well and everybody was okay with it. It, Right. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So. If that's the case, to the point you just made, if it is said again, and now it's just a matter of timing, well, then then maybe having that explained would kind of clear the air. What I want people to to like truly kind of understand here, though, and what I what I believe is when it comes to stuff like this, like racial tension and timing and things of that nature, you just you don't get to tell other people what they're offended about and what they're not, what they can be offended by and what they can't. Cause you don't know what kind of day they're having. You just don't know what's going on. And there might be things that they've tolerated in the past that today, right now, contextually in this moment, as we sit, bro, I can't have that. Like you can't be fucking what, and whatever that may be. And that's why I say the context of having a discourse before if that's real, then explanations on why it wasn't okay now, I think would, would help people try to understand and wrap their brain around this because I don't believe it was coming from a place of deep-rooted racism from Josh Donaldson. And I, I don't believe that because he said that they've had that exchange prior. And I don't think that, like, I don't know, in a game situation that that would be the time that if you were going to have somebody that would be an outwardly bigoted individual would, would, would fire, I don't know, fire that arrow then, but I fuck, I don't know. I have no idea. You know what I mean? I don't, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but, but you just know that as a team on the field, when stuff like this happens, you close ranks and you shield each other, you shield your guy and you just let it be known, like, look, somebody crossed a line here, and this is how we are going to react. So what I think baseball has in front of them is a great opportunity right now to, instead of levying punishment right away and dropping the hammer right away, 
this is a great opportunity to continue the conversations we talk about as a society when it comes to social injustice and understanding that there's nuance to how things are processed. And in the heat of the moment, if you feel like you have the right or the leeway to say something, and it turns out it wasn't received the way it was in a different setting, for me, that becomes an opportunity to learn. Because if you felt it was okay for whatever reason, and it wasn't, well, now is a chance to learn why. And on the flip side of that, maybe instead of persecuting somebody and levying the hammer right away, knee-jerk reaction, educate somebody. And, and now we're all, now it feels like we're all working towards the same goal. Now it feels like we're really trying to use our platforms and make a difference here. And, and I think that's important for the game. I think that's important for youngsters who are watching the game. Everybody who loves them, some Tim Anderson, you and I included, wants, wants to know that he is making an impact for the people that look up to him. Same can be said for Josh Donaldson. Same can be said for every other player that has this platform. But it's a beautiful opportunity, in my opinion, for baseball, for these guys to, to really set an example on how if there's misunderstandings, if there's things like this that, that need to be worked through, how it might be better served for everybody involved to have a conversation as opposed to like just digging our heels in and and not really being interested in, in learning anything about this. <clears throat> Joey? Yeah, I don't know. It just depends. it depends like what when Josh said it. I guess the, I guess it was during that game, like they were like kind of talking shit coming off the field together. And how he said it. Was he really trying to squash the beef or was he still mad at him and brought it up when he was mad? I think that probably makes a big difference in how sure. Tim Anderson took it. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just a bad look in general. Like when you, before you heard Donaldson's like explanation, it was like, fuck. Yeah. Like it was just, I mean, it still doesn't seem good, but it's, I don't know if they're going to suspend him. I think it's, it's actually kind of probable. I think they probably will. <coughs> and just, that's, that's why, that's why I say like, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying don't suspend anybody. I'm not like if, if there's. Punishment that needs to be levied, fine. But let's utilize the opportunity to have a conversation and to have a discussion to, to, to make everybody understand here, you know, w- what's going on. Is that crazy yeah. of me to think that, that that could happen or that that would be good? No, I mean, I think that's what MLB probably wants is for like Tim Anderson and Donaldson to talk about it. And that for them both to come out and be like, okay, like it was a uh, water under the bridge, but I think yeah, it I mean, comes down can, to what Tim Anderson wants to do. Yeah, if you could put any context to it, like I think, I think that's the best thing. Yeah, there is missing context, like tone. Yeah, when Donaldson said it this time around, um, I guess the the context in in Tim's words of when it originated in 2019, did you, were you in on the joke? Because I know yeah, what, uh, Liam Hendricks said that because <clears throat> um, Josh said it was an inside joke between the two. And Liam Hendricks came out and said, 
I've never heard of two guys that aren't friends having an inside joke with each other. So it seems like bullshit. Yeah. See, like that's, that's a very, like, that's a great point. Those are the, and again, that's context. Like if, <laughs> if, if somebody makes a joke initially and it doesn't land well, and it's not something that's just accepted and there's like back and forth laugh. Ha, oh yeah. You know, whatever. You're probably not making that joke again. It, it's probably clear that it, it wasn't received well. And that's why like the context on that moment is I, I think can be important here because like if TA and TA strikes me as a guy who, if you say something that is like kind of out of pocket or just kind of like, Whoa, what? Like he's, yeah, he'd call you on. Right. Yeah. He's probably going to, he's probably not going to let that shit slide. Right. Yeah. So I guess, I guess there's more to the story. I don't know how much is going to be made public. Um, I know the league talked to Josh, then they talked to TA, then they went back to Josh. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I think they were saying on the Sunday night baseball broadcast, like a lot of people are going to be paying attention to how major league baseball handles this. And my fear is that they're going to make an example out of Josh Donaldson when we don't like, I feel like we have to know, like, if we're going to label Josh Donaldson, a racist, we're going to need, like the public should have the full context, you know? And I feel like the, whatever the suspension or fine ends up being, uh, that that could be potentially damaging to or definitely damaging to Donaldson because it's like well, well if you get if you if you can't get suspended or fined for ball busting so if there is a if there's a punishment it's because the league deemed that it was racist is that is that correct or incorrect no, I I yes that's exactly how I would look at it is <clears throat> but but what you could say is the shit talking led to the the scuffle right yeah sure so yeah they, i mean they have they fucking they find and suspended nick castellanos for standing over somebody so i mean i guess the precedent is there for right. suspending someone for just having a, a, an aggressive conversation at home plate i guess they could do that yeah they also suspended tim anderson for saying the n-word like during a fight yeah, and, he, got and thrown he like gave the middle finger and got in trouble for that too. Exactly. So I think yeah. that kind of puts him in a bad spot. Where like, I mean, I mean, that's like the stupidest suspension ever to suspend him for that. <laughs> well, like, like, okay. So here's the other thing, though. <clears throat> Whether you believe that that was stupid or not, why did they suspend him for that? Yeah, for, I have no for, idea. For using the word, right? Which obviously has heavy and major racial implications. And so it like that's the precedent that MLB is setting when it comes to stuff like that. So if this is deemed to be of any sort of racial implication, like Jared says, not not like I'm not saying that Jared says there's racial, you know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. Then that would be the reason that they're suspending him. And then from there, it's like, damn. Like in the history books. Why did Josh Donaldson get suspended for making a racist comment? Is that basically what you're asking, Jared? Yeah, I mean, if if he's suspended, it's like I guess the league would have to address the infraction, no? Or would they just be like, here's here's a fine and a suspension? I mean, he like so when a player in, in Dallas, I don't know, I don't know if you've ever gotten fined as a player, but nope. when you get fined, you get a letter from the league, 
they'll just leave it in your locker. And a lot yeah, of that, I got a letter some, from the law. Yeah, I got a letter for a for a, <clears throat> a potential fine because of a uniform violation. And that letter was left like straight up, like FBI, like in my locker. Yeah, you got a photo, a photo of my uniform violation. Yeah, I don't you're not fighting this. It's like a fucking seatbelt ticket from the camera. <laughs> yeah. Got you. Yeah. So you. the league, I mean, like. Oftentimes when we discuss fines and suspensions, it's because those things were made public. A lot of times players can get fined and we never even know about it. Like recently there was a guy that uh, he sent me a picture. He got fined $350 by the league because he threw his helmet. And it's like, is that public information? No. Um, so, so we may like those two. Here's what I'm hoping happens. I hope Tim and Josh have a fucking private conversation. I'm sure Josh has tried to reach out. I don't know. I haven't talked to him. I, I haven't talked to him since April. Uh, I, I, I would hope that those two can like let this thing simmer for a second so that emotions aren't running high and then have a calm and civil discussion about it. Because it to me, it feels like a misunderstanding. <clears throat> I think... Regardless, an apology should be given to Tim. If he felt disrespected or offended, it doesn't matter what your in- att- intentions were. You can you can describe, hey, like this is what I like. I this is what I meant. Like I was just busting balls. Like you can still say that, but you can still apologize and say, hey, man, like if I offended you in any way, like I'm sorry. Uh, so I'm just hoping that that conversation takes place because I, I like both players. You know, it's 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 awkward. It like when. When you're dealing with a situation like in hockey, who's that dude fucking that everyone hates? Oh, man. Tom Wilson. Someone like that. I, I can't remember the dude. I'm, the, the letter A stands out. I think Steve he was on the Avery. Rangers. Steve, Steve Avery. Avery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like that dude's like an asshole. And like when, when he does something shitty to a player, everyone can agree. Like we like this guy and we hate this guy. And this guy is known for doing shitty things. Like with Donaldson, like he's he has controversial moments. Um, but I think for the most part, he means well. And I just hope that there's a peaceful resolution here where those two guys can, I mean, at least agree to let bygones be bygones. You don't have to be buddies or pals after this, but. Yeah, I just think I, I also think it's a really good opportunity like <clears throat> to it, it, it's a conversation that can occur that I think could transcend baseball. and could really help society. And it might be like grandiose thinking for me, like, well, like, well, come on, guy. It's just a conversation between two baseball players who got some shit said that was lost in transit. No, I think it could be bigger than that. And I think it could have a, a greater impact than just something that gets solved or resolved in the baseball world. So I'm, I'm that's what I'm hoping for as well. <coughs> um, all right. I think we, uh, I think that was a pretty thorough meaty coverage of that story we didn't talk uh, about his fucking bomb he hit that was pretty savage fucking three-run tank and telling you the stadium shut the fuck up <laughs> how you guys like that animal. by the way were, were you uh, watching it weren't they they were chanting fuck altuve while he was hitting in that bat am i wrong was i hearing I, that i i was recording the podcast i just had it on <laughs> mute um this was this was aaron boone's quote about it Josh has been very forthcoming with the history of it and the context of it. So I don't believe there is any malicious intent in that regard. But, you know, this is just, in my opinion, somewhere he should not be going. 
<clears throat> that's kind of where I landed on it. It's like, <clears throat> I don't mm. think that there was any malicious or racist intent, but probably shouldn't have said it <laughs> anyway. Definitely should have said that, as you yeah. can see. But what do you think about the, everyone was complaining about ESPN just like bringing it up so much in the broadcast. I feel like they should bring it up. That's yeah. like, why not? And then it makes the game more interesting. No, there's like a story yeah, behind story. it. Liam Hendricks, this is the Liam Hendricks quote. Usually you have inside jokes with people that you get along with, not people who don't get along at all. So that statement right there was complete bullshit. Well, there you go. And Liam's not a guy to really uh, tiptoe around things. No, he's not. Not a big tiptoe guy. Yeah. I mean, that could be perceived as, hey, you know, uh, we we asked him, like, is this an inside joke that you guys have? Like, is this something that has happened before? And you might walk away from hearing that from Liam thinking that wasn't a joke that they had, like, exchanged before. Yeah, that wasn't something that was okay or on the table. That piece of the puzzle is very important here. And I, to to my knowledge, have not seen Tim ask that question. Uh, I haven't seen him address the past context publicly. And I mean, if Tim says like, yeah, like it wasn't funny back then, then that changes a lot of things. So. I guess uh, we will see if that is addressed or if Tim says, you know what, we're just going to keep it moving. Um, so, anyway. Well, let me tell you, speaking of keeping it moving, you want to know yeah. who's just kind of fucking kept things moving? Who? How about them? How about them friars? Ooh. How about them friars? How about how them? How about them? How about the dads? Yeah. Huh? How about the San Diego dads? Yeah. But more specifically, Keeping it moving. Your star shortstop goes down. Mm-hmm. You need somebody to keep it moving. Mm-hmm. Enter third baseman slash right fielder, <laughs> Manny Machado. Yeah. Machads. Yeah. Things are absolutely uh, fucking banging the ball, huh? By the way, <clears throat> uh, 2020, I know a lot of people, all of us want to forget 2020 as a year. And most of us, from a baseball standpoint, as well. So why are you making us relive? Why are you making huh? us relive? Why I'm not. I'm just saying that there Sounds was like one good piece of 2020, and it was that uh, the creation of baseball doesn't exist. The creation oh. of baseball doesn't exist on YouTube. One, boom, and two, that was kind of like Dodgers Padres. That rivalry was. Mm-hmm. That was premier baseball every single time that they played each other. <clears throat> it also carried over into 21. And right now, I mean, like even, even when the head-to-head matchups were high quality, you still didn't really... It wasn't reflected so much in the standings. Like the Dodgers pretty much cakewalked uh, to, to a division title again. But as we stand right now, coming into play on May 23rd, the Los Angeles Dodgers only have a half-game lead. On the San Diego Padres, just a half game lead. Uh, mm. Do I expect it to stay that way? No. Uh, the Dodgers are at a plus eighty eight run differential. The Padres are at plus twenty nine. Padres are on a little bit of a heat right now. They won four straight, and uh, yeah, I'm sure that there will be distance between those two teams somewhere down the line. The more that you uh, play out the one hundred sixty two game season, but it is worth noting 
that the Padres are right up their keister. And I think that has a lot to do. Maybe correct me if I'm wrong. Manny Machado hitting 370 fucking four this year. 374. He's one of uh, three players in Major League Baseball to still have an OPS over 1,000. You got this Mike is- Trout, Aaron Judge, and Manny Machado. I just want people like... We're getting ready to fucking lather up, double fist, twister, just gurgle Manny Machado right now. Yeah. And he's hitting 374. Yes, he is. Just imagine what a 400 season looks like. Again, just imagine what that season would look like. Mm. That's all. Just appreciate. Just a, a, a brief moment of appreciation for what that must have looked like. All right. Back yeah. to Manny Machado. Yeah, Manny Machado uh, leading the league in hits. Everything. Batting average on base, slug, obviously OPS, OPS plus, total bases. And he's also been intentionally walked four times. He leads his team in homers, RBIs, runs, hits, extra base hits, stolen bases. Yeah, stolen bases. Manny Machado leads the team in stolen bases. Swiping bags, bro? Doing bags, bro. Wow. Yeah, he's only had... <laughs> I, I, I was looking at this. The dude has had one 10 plate appearance stretch this entire season where he's gone hitless. Yeah. One plate appearance, not game, not recorded at bat, plate appearance. He's gone one stretch of 10 plate appearances without a hit. That was, mm. I believe, I think, oh, hold on. Right, yeah. Probably May, when he faced the Braves. May it was May May thirteenth to through the fifteenth. Ten mm. plate appearances without a hit, <laughs> and, and it might have been a few more because he got a hit the next day or the next game. So uh, might be 13, 12. I like ten. Ten's a round number. But These that's just the people, kind of, do people still hate Manny Machado? Or are we we over that. I think there's definitely some people around these parts that don't like him very much, but uh, I think nationally, he's not as hated as he once was. He but, hasn't stepped on an ankle in a while. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute well, since he ended somebody's career. Remember, <laughs> he threw a bat at a third baseman for the Oakland A's. Yeah, was, was that Donaldson? And that Donaldson. third baseman was Josh Donaldson. Mm-hmm. He also Donaldson tagged him a little hard too. He did. He, he, he shoved him right in the stomach. <laughs> He didn't like that. Manny hit the ground, didn't he? Manny took a few steps no. backwards and ended yeah. up hitting the ground. Yeah, he did. I don't know if he hit the ground. Oh, yeah, but he did. I mean, let's he fell on his little ass. He did. It was yep. a little bit of a flop. It was a little bit of a flop. Yeah. Wow, you call Manny a flopper? You're you're the one who just asked if people are hating Manny, or here you are calling Manny a flopper. Bro, yeah, you're like, Maybe you have are we over the Manny Machado hate yet? That flop is fuck. Wow. Dude, I got fucking... Chest? I'm the number one Manny Machado supporter. You go back to like one of my first videos. I'm getting the, I have right. like... A billion comments. Get off his dick, you fucking dick rider. Because I've defended him so much. Mm. I love Machado. I liked him more when he was breaking people's ankles, to be honest. Really? Jesus Aguilar would have a word, please. Yeah, Aguilar, you know, they're friends. Ended Dustin Pedroia's career. People don't talk about it enough. Wow. Yeah, well. He did. Wow. Wow, So that's that's who you're a fan of? That's 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 your guy. Manny Machado you're asking if people still hate? I just play baseball. I play baseball. 
<laughs> That's the way it is. It's crazy, man. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, Manny Machado has stepped up in the absence of um, Tatis, Fernando but Tatis. So is Hos- so is Hosmer. Mm. Hosmer's cooled about Hos- off a little bit. Cooled a bit. Cooled, cooled a bit. Look at their lineup without Tatis is just it just looks. I mean, you plug him in there, it looks ten times better. I mean, they have Profar sitting fourth right now, which is not a great look. Yeah, hey, what happened? What happened? Profar getting shit thrown at him out in left field? Like, what happened there? Mm, did you guys see, see that? that? No, I no. did not. Yeah, in like San Diego? Like, no, like, uh, oh, God, where was it? It was this weekend, I believe. Yeah, Profar was get, getting uh, shit thrown uh, at him. Hosmer was hitting 415 on April 28th. And he's, I mean, he's still having a good year, obviously. That's why they call it an average, but he's hitting 319 with an 834 OPS. He's hitting an even hey, hey. 100 over the last week. Can you not, like, uh, I I'm can just hear saying, it in your voice. I'm, no, hey, I can hear it in your voice. I like Eric like, Hosmer. You just, you just, good people. You just basically eulogized nope. a 319 average. No, I just said he's you not. You just basically eulogized an 800 plus. You know what? I, you like, know what I'm doing? Here's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm giving more context to the season than Manny Machado. Oh damn, damn. Manny Machado said 374. You had no idea what a fucking offense looked like the last 10 days. The last 10 days is the first time you've seen offense, and you're like the groundhog. You had no idea. You fuck. Get off, Hosmer. You are welcome, by the way. Um, the Red Sox are the only chance that. Our trio of teams has at finishing the season with a record over 500. Um, wow. They wow. certainly aren't going to help. The Braves certainly aren't going to help. We just took two out of three from the fish, man. The fuck? The fuck? <laughs> yeah, we just played. We just played a very, fuck? very tightly contested series. Did you win any of the games? What are you talking about? We almost won the series. Nah. So you didn't win the series. That's not what we're talking about. No, I was just asking. I didn't. Uh, I'm not I did kind of see a little bit of it. Um, I saw a couple games. I was watching. Uh, I was watching yesterday, actually. Shohei Otani hit a fucking. Bah. Yeah, it was that was big time. I love him. Yeah, he's really good. Were the A's ever interested, or you done? Well, I mean, because why do you think they're cutting payroll, Jared? They're saving up for Shobay. <laughs> they're because, they're getting uh, him and Soto, him and Soto coming to Oakland. Oh, could you, oh, buddy? Showtime and Soto in a ballpark down on the water. In the you guys, terminal? it's it's not like the A's are strangers to signing <laughs> international superstars. They signed Yohannes Cespedes, and I heard I heard a great Yohannes Cespedes story the other day. What do you got? <laughs> So when he was in Boston, people forget he played for the Red Sox for like a couple months. <laughs> was eventually traded for Rick Porcello. Um, he was just chilling in the uh, in like the the hallway that goes to the clubhouse, and uh, he's just ripping a heater, smoking a cigarette, <laughs> and this player walks by, and he was like. Hey, Poppy, you like you like dragons? And the, he was like, 
yeah, shit. I mean, who, who doesn't like dragons? And he's and then he takes out a second cigarette, lights it, shoves both cigarettes up his nose, <laughs> breathes it in, and then blows the smoke out of his nose. He's like, that's a dragon. <laughs> like, that's something oh, I would do, dude. man. That is something I would do if I was in the show. <laughs> I would do it in the outfield. Ripping double darts. That's in the, me. Yeah. Yeah. What a guy. Oh man. Yeah. So good. So he was so much fun. He was so much fun to have. Yeah. Yeah. He uh <clears throat> it's crazy to think like that he like his introduction to like big league baseball in America was with the A's. Yeah, he must have been like, This is not worth getting smuggled over here. <laughs> he must have been I like I, I don't think that's what he thought. I, I feel like he. I was he told this would, would have been what an opportunity it was. No, no. no, yeah, yeah. I can almost, I, I can almost unequivocally guarantee that there was a level of excitement that he had not felt before. Yeah, and then he saw it and was like, and then that <laughs> excitement quickly went away. No, it's not true. I think that's what happened. I think he was probably like, man, this is going to be awesome. The big leagues, the Grande de Ligas. And then he gets there. The, to, the, the what? And then he gets to Oakland. <laughs> don't, 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 don't ignore me. The what? And then he gets to Oakland. And he's like, <laughs> wow, this is it, huh? I'm going back to Cuba. The I'm going back to getting paid $20 a season. For the A's was that they funded his fucking <laughs> parking lot full of expensive sports cars. Well, I mean, really anybody, everybody did. He just... <laughs> yeah. and mad respect to Sespi for showing up he was like you know what you know what I'm into cars and I'm gonna have all of them yeah I want I want all of them all the all the weird shit you guys are gonna come out with just send one to me I want yes I want one he he when he got to Boston <clears throat> um forget uh that must have been 2014 so I forget whose Lambo it was. I thought it was David Price, but it couldn't have been because Price didn't come to the Red Sox until 16. But anyways, uh, he saw someone's like black Lamborghini and he was like, I want that. And the player was like, I like had to like customize that for like six months. Like it took six months to get that custom built and, and everything. And then three, like they were on a road trip. They came back to Fenway three days later and that car was like sitting out front waiting for him <coughs> so whatever it was that uh like he's just not afraid to spend it it's like yeah oh it's custom and it takes a little while well guess what it doesn't when you have fucking 70 yeah. million in the bank i will double that triple that yeah get it, it here by tuesday <laughs> yeah and they did yep Done. how many how much money do you think he has spent in his uh in his life on just cars I mean, you could probably go back and do that math, but I'm saying 10 million, 15 million. That seems light. Does it? Dude, he makes that much just raising cattle on the farm, dude, <laughs> on the ranch. This baseball is a side gig. Right? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, June 12th, you know what that date is, Dallas? Uh, the, it's right before the 13th. Yep. June 12th is when you can catch the Oakland A's. On Peacock, 
Batter up. And we're not just talking about pancakes. Peacock is taking brunch to the big leagues and putting a new spin on America's favorite pastime. Watch exclusive baseball games every week with MLB Sunday leadoff. All games are available nationwide and no local market blackouts. So you can swing into action wherever you are, no matter what. And another home run? When you subscribe to Peacock, you'll get access to live sports like Sunday Night Football, Premier League, Golf, and WWE. Plus, hit movies and shows. Download the Peacock app and take the game on the go or kick back and stream on your favorite devices. Don't miss exciting matchups all season long featuring exclusive pre- and post-game coverage with hosts Ahmed Farid and Jason Benetti with the play-by-play. Change up your weekend with MLB Sunday leadoff only on Peacock. Go to PeacockTV.com slash MLB to sign up right now. <clears throat> and you, if you get the cock, you can catch Dallas Braden June 12th. A's Guardians, baby. The, uh, the cock game this weekend is uh, Giants-Reds. It's on the cock. It's on the cock. Then uh, the week after that, you get Tigers-Yankees, and then you get Oakland and Cleveland. Bet I'm on excited. the freaking A's. Bet on the A's. Yeah, baby. Are you excited to be on the cock, Dallas? Uh, I've been a big fan of the cock for a while. Yeah. And what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So to be welcomed into the fold. Mm-hmm. To be given the opportunity. Yes. I, uh, I couldn't be more ecstatic. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very proud dad moment for me. Very truthfully, I'm very excited to work with uh, Mr. Benetti. Yeah. That's going to be a, a, quite the tandem there. Two very knowledgeable baseball guys who are passionate about the game uh, and very, I guess, modern, modernized baseball broadcasters. Not, they're not your traditional uh, cookie cutter broadcasters. No, not your granddad's broadcaster. Not your motherfucking granddad's broadcasters. Also, I was disappointed we missed this last episode. The fucking paddy wagon got clipped. Yeah. Yeah, that came out of nowhere. He was having a hell of a year. I know. Like Chris Paddock, uh, Chris Paddock got sent over to the Minnesota Twins after being is highly touted too overzealous to say. I feel like he was. Not at all. Like- Not at all. No, when we when we when we met him in spring and sat down and became lifelong friends, yeah. he was I mean, there was a ton of buzz. Ton of buzz. And rightfully so. Like you saw the guys, you saw the guys stuff. You saw like the competitive nature. And you're you're just thinking like, man, what a great fit for a kid like him to be in this rotation, can fly under the radar. Like, yeah, there was there was a lot of excitement, a lot of excitement. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, his last outing before TJ was against the Oakland A's, and it was obviously his worst outing. Two and a third innings, gave up three runs on five hits. But prior to that, he had a 3-1-5. There was first four starts. And then uh, <clears throat> TJ came a knocking. So I'm Man. hoping... You know, when he's able to return in a year and a half, hopefully, uh, that we get to see that Chris Paddock because easy guy to root for. Um, 
I was actually very discouraged, and I don't even know if you know this yet, Dallas. I, I was, I don't want to say pissed, more just like sad, I guess. Uh, I tried to find one of our old interviews, and they're all gone off YouTube. <laughs> they're all gone. Damn. Yep. They wiped. <laughs> they wiped our entire YouTube, and then it's just all the the new stuff. <laughs> oh man right that's really that sucks that's funny like, to me that doesn't even make business sense like i get like like no it, it does help- it does no jared jared the reason that's funny is because that yes that that it does make business sense and that's the thing you got to start over you got to start I over guess, and around every you, corner you, you would end up want facing the that. views right like if like if one of those but, just no, like because goes everybody viral knows, again that's like that's like <laughs> Like I, I'm, I'm not a woman, so I can't. I, well, here, that would be like, that would be like a woman who wants you to believe she's got nice, fake boobs, walking around with the implants in her hand, mm. like just in her purse. Like, mm-hmm. no, I've got implants, I've got fake boobs. Like, mm-hmm. do you? Because that does. I don't know. If do that's you really matching up? Like, that's not. Those are. That's different. Yeah, that's different. It's like, no, look at these. They're like, you, you are okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, mm-hmm. you do. You are in possession of them, mm-hmm. but that's not what it is at all. <clears throat> and that's what would happen when when you when you would go to that YouTube page, right? Right. You think you're getting so and so, and you look at this, and you're like, whoa, hold on, look at all this cool shit. Like they did. Oh no, they didn't do any of that. Mm. So they got to take that down, and you got to start over. Yeah. <clears throat> Makes sense. Makes sense. It just sucks cuz I uh like some of the some of those videos like those are just like the only that's like the only like documented footage that I have of like some pretty cool moments in my life and then it's just like poof gone. It sucks. I wish I wish that they had at least like given me a heads up. I I would have just like downloaded them just to have them, you know. <clears throat> Even if like they weren't repurposed and like posted somewhere. Uh they're, they're probably still uh if you know someone there. Would they yeah, give them to you? They're probably still up there, just privatized. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, all good. Like, all good. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely playing dumb because, like, I reached out and I was like, "Hey, are those like, are those private or did you delete them?" And they're like, "Oh, I didn't even know that they did that." I'm like, okay, like, who, probably- who did you reach out to that that said that? <clears throat> Someone in the video department. Back it up. Beep. Bring that bus on back, Jared. Back it up. Throw a yeah. name out there. Beep, beep, no, I won't do that. <laughs> but if they do exist, I mean, I would at least want to have them just so that I can like watch them in private again. Like it's like, well, know. yeah. I mean, look. Anytime you get to sit down, like you know, I don't even know how many people saw it, but anytime you get to sit down with like both guys who win the most prestigious pitching award, like aside from MVP, like the Cy Young. Pretty sweet award. And if you're sitting down with both of the guys who won that award in their respective leagues, and you got video footage of that, like that's probably a solid time. Yeah. Right. Like that's a, that's I a can't even cool think one. about it because then I'll get even more mad that, like, I'm like, oh, fuck, that's gone too. Don't, Jared, 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 Jared. It exists, my friend. It exists. And the reason, and you have to find solace. In the reasoning behind why it's gone, yeah, 
let that put the smile on your face. I guess <clears throat> it's just uh, a lot of good. Ma- and like, I, <laughs> I tried to like salvage as many of those videos as I could on uh, my TikTok. Like I, I have like some <clears throat> like abbreviated versions of those videos. Uh, and, dude, all, of- and look, all that's in Dropbox. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna does have to. You, gonna does have to the go uh, does the producer of of the old show, the most current producer of the old show, does she still have access to all that? I don't know. I'm sure she does. Could be. I don't think it's really much of a question. Hmm. Well, we'll have to go back and. <clears throat> Do some digging. It's all good. I do got to say this. Uh, each and every city that I have been to thus far, each one, each and every city, I have had multiple members of the grounds crew in that city for that team come up and say, thank you for coming back and thank you for continuing the work we have done so jared just so you know i know the little the little youtube news got you a little down got you a little pouty face yeah uh the writers are are, are there the dedicated faithful fans are there and yeah. that puts a smile on my face and people so. are still trying to find us like i got a message as recently as yesterday yeah. from someone uh-huh. being like Oh man, I saw that the show's back, but it's not with you guys. Uh, are you guys going to be doing anything? And I'm like, <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm tweeting. I tweet the episodes every time they come out. I don't know what right. else I can do. I put them on the Instagram. I tweet them out. Like I don't know where else I can like reach billboard. The- Let's get a billboard. Let's get a fucking billboard. <laughs> every major league city. Yeah, DraftKings. Come on, bro. Yeah, let's get a fucking billboard. It. We'll put them up, or we'll get uh, like I'll how much? My... Is, how much is it to get like a video message on the video board inside a, inside the ballpark? No, you know that behind home plate. Yeah, oh, that's screen. what we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should just do a sweeping round of video messages in every stadium, and we should plan it so it all goes down like on the same day. So every ballpark is running. The same ad, the same day. <laughs> There's got to be a way. We can make that happen. We can make that happen. Yeah, we know people in high places. We got to be able to make that happen. Mm. <clears throat> um, speaking of the uh, the injuries, Clev already back on the injured list. Yeah, what's barking? Uh, what was that? Tricep, I want to yeah, say. Tricep, tricep tendonitis. Yeah. Is that what it yeah. is? Let's see. Hmm. Yep. I mean, just a Tricep strain. strain. Yep. Mm-hmm. Just a little, little balky. Mm. Good thing Padres have like seven starters. Good thing the Padres have McKenzie Gore. Yeah. McKenzie Gore is Gore. sexual. Extremely sexual. Uh, what? Six starts, three and one, 2.06 ERA. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what? You know what's been uh, you know what's been disappointing is Denelson Lamette. 
Dude, oh, yeah. look, after I'm, how I'm nasty you. he was in 2020, being like, oh man, they fucking got a guy. Dude, uh, the shoulder. The shoulder. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> in 2020, Denelson Lamette, uh, 69 innings, 93 strikeouts, and a 209 ERA. And in 55 and a third innings since then, between last year and this year, a 520 ERA. The whip about one and a half, close to 1.6. And uh, it just hasn't looked pretty for him. No, he's got an ERA right now just, just south of 10. <laughs> yeah. And eight so and a third. I, innings, though. It, well, you limited action because shit has not been going well. Mm-hmm. Straight Do you up. think that's, uh, this might be a Padres problem? I think Dallas, you might have a better idea of what goes in pitching but all their pitchers get hurt i mean even uh, uh paddock well, was well you on can't the throw in there because clev came over from the indians well, pitching machine but then he they threw him when he was injured they are a decision him. that both parties have to reach together mm. do you think it but do you think like teams can have impact on players or certain teams get injured more than other teams um yes Yes, there are there are definitely teams or organizations that will just churn through arms. Like if if you, here's how we pitch, here's what we do. We've identified what you do well. You fit into this mold. Go do this, and that could be throw your breaking ball sixty percent of the time. Show a fastball here and spin, 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 and. Your arm starts to get a little tight. You start to, I don't know, shit starts to fray a little. You get a couple pictures taken. It's a grade one strain, blah, 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 blah. Well, they'll have you, however their plan of attack works, it might be different. They might say, hey, look, we're just get on the mound. We'll see how it feels. And, and it can be a completely different approach on how you're taking care of an arm, on how you're demanding uh, work out of an arm. And, and so, one organization might put you in that box and have you perform a certain way. And a different organization might look at you in a completely different light. I mean, just think about the example that gets used all that I, I always go back to because it's, you, you got to think when you're writing a check for North of $300 million to somebody who's going to be throwing a baseball for the next 10 plus years of their life for you, you want to make sure you've got a good feel for what you're getting and you want to make sure that you and this individual are comfortable working together. So when Garrett Cole talked about sitting down with the guys in the Astros pitching system and in their lab and just being completely blown away by the information he was given that fit him as an artist, him as an athlete, and how they were going to make him even better, well, he he, he was – being introduced to a completely new ideology, right? He was basically unlocking himself. And one organization had a game plan to do so. Another organization, if you think about it in financial terms, <clears throat> if you have enough money to be saved up and you don't have it in some sort of mechanism working for you, you're losing money. They tell you her money's not making money for you, you're losing money. So if you're not getting a guy better each and every day, each and every year, then you're probably almost doing him a disservice. Yeah. Or you're at least doing yourself a disservice because you're not unlocking 
what you have. Well, it may be fair to say that Padres aren't the best at that. In I'm, terms of what, unlocking guys? Yeah, or developing pitchers, and they all seem to get hurt. And then. Well, I mean, that'll, that'll, be, that'll remain to be seen with a guy like McKenzie Gore, right? Because that's going to yeah. be like, I'm not totally familiar with, you know, we know Joe Musgrove. Not a true. not a product of the farm system in San Diego. Oh, he's not. Um, yeah. You Darvish, not a product of their farm system. Like they're so. I don't know. But also, do you think they knew Paddock was like kind of like elbows looking a little rough? Let's trade him. Everybody gets everybody gets medicals. Whether or not your team decides to do the the diligence. That that is what it is, right? Because there's teams you feel like that just never get anything through medicals. Like oh no, some something saw that you know something they saw in the medicals held it up, can't happen. Because that was that was pretty quick. I mean, when did he get traded? It was like uh, at the beginning of the year, ago. opening day. It was like opening day, yeah, or the day before fishy, opening man. day. Something's fishy about the Padres. I don't know. Their pitchers are fucking getting hurt. Tatis is getting hurt. Uh, They're all in an underground motorcycle club. Yeah. yeah, They want to trade Hosmer, and there's always beef with Hosmer, and let's trade Hosmer, and then he's the best player. Him and Manny. Oh, yeah. Okay, Manny's the GOAT. I don't hate Manny, even though Dallas said I did. (laughs) Even though Dallas said that. Those he were accused your me words. of hating Manny. You mm. brought it up. You I did have some fighting words for Manny, but yeah, I ride with Manny. I'm a ride or die with Manny. I love the guy. I wouldn't say I'm ride or die with Manny, but I I have ridden and died with Manny. Like I, <clears throat> I was a fan until I wasn't, and then I came back. And Padres fans are like trying to gatekeep Manny Machado. Like fuck you guys. <laughs> I don't like Padres fans. They're they're kind of fucking <laughs> assholes. I've said this wow. before. They are. They're fucking assholes. They are. Like they. They, uh, they're very mean people. Um, Dude, you better chill. You're going to get a rap wow. made out of you. They're going to make a rap. You see that? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they're they're fucking mean. Jerry, where, where's this underground fryer hate coming from, bro? I've told this story a million song. times. Like when, when in 2020, when no one gave a shit about the Padres, I was making uh, <laughs> Fernando Tatis Jr. merch. And then they were like, fuck you. Like, you weren't with us like, you know, last year and the year before, like when we sucked and now like you're a grifter and like support local merch people like like this I guy. And I that. was like, buddy, we have a deal with the Players Association. So when we sell these shirts, the players get a cut and you're talking about fucking Johnny Dickhead from fucking San Diego. That's like it's all <laughs> profit for him. Like the players don't get a cut at all. So, yeah, they were trying well, that guy's to say that team was, like, Johnny Dickhead, Jared. Huh? That guy's team Johnny Dickhead. That's fine. Go buy Johnny Dickhead merch if you want. But yeah, the Slam Diego shirts sold very well. That is yeah, a funny. But they were thing trying to, to say that like we were grifters. And I was like, do you think that we were gonna make merch for fucking Will Myers in in 2017 when the Padres were losing hundred games? Like, no, like that doesn't make business sense. Yeah. Damn. You make merch for players that are exciting for teams that are good. Yeah. Well, Jared, who are you to try to make business sense? Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. Yeah, Padres fans are just fucking dickheads. But then 
I've wow. I've done this like oh, anti Padre fan wow. rant like ten times by now, and I'll have Padres fans reach out and be like, "Hey man, like so I don't think it's bad. Nice. I don't think it's ever been this bad. You've you've pretty much denounced every Padre fan here today. No, no, you've no. told each and every Padre fan to, and I quote, "Suck my dick." Yeah, I I didn't not see all that them. coming on a fucking Monday a lot morning, of but but not here all we are. Not here all we are, but Jay, definitely you, a lot. You can of quote them. card that one right there. Dear Padres <laughs> fans, each and every one of you can suck my dick. Jared yeah. Carabas. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't you like it as a fan base that no one gave a shit about at the time? Wouldn't you in be 2020? Like, wow, like, Are you talking about 2020? Yeah. No one gave everyone a fuck. was on their dick on 2020. Not in the very beginning. Like it took, okay. it took it wasn't until Slam Diego that everyone was like, oh yeah. Like I was I was on Tatis in 19 when I went. I went to San Diego. I was at Petco in 2019, and the Padres custom made me a Carabas Padres jersey, authentic, the real deal. Burn it, burn it and on I was camera like, if you care. I was like, I'm in. What a, wow, what a thing for you to! This is a complete heel turn. The Padres extended an olive branch, brought you into their home, clothed mm-hmm. and fed you, yep. and here you are turning your back on them. I'm not turning my fans. back on them. I'm not saying if you want to gatekeep, then have your have your little fucking gated community, and that's Damn. fine. Damn, that's fine. But they're making the diss track right now, dude. They're in the lab. They're in the term. lab. Yeah, what they're not term. nice people. They're not Checking nice out people. Beats. Um. Wow. But with Manny well, Machado, obviously, you have that incident with Dustin Pedroia. I I don't like that. And then Jesus Aguilar in the NLCS Brewers Dodgers that year didn't like that. So, I mean, there are definitely instances where Machado deserved the hate that he got. But I don't know. I think, like, I, I'm as long as you show growth and that you're not that person anymore, I can, I can support it. But if he was still that dude that's like trying to like intentionally hurt people, I can't, I, I don't fuck with that. So, show I would that to like, Manny. Shout out to Manny for being a grower and not a shower. Yep. <laughs> Got it. But what I liked about it is that Manny Machado would do that shit and like admit it and be like, he wouldn't say it, but it would, you could tell he wasn't well, being like, just- <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. It was like, be yeah, like, yeah just, just make sure you don't throw on my head. If you're going to throw on me, don't throw on my head. I play baseball, bro. <laughs> I play baseball. Remember what he said when he told, uh, he was like, no, nah, I don't He's really not hustle. Johnny hustle. Not, I'm not really, uh, I'm not a fucking try hard. I'm not a dork. <laughs> not a dork. <laughs> not yeah. A, yeah. I don't be doing that give a fuck thing. Yeah. He's about to come up on free agency and he's like, yeah, the thing about me is I'm not Johnny Hustle. I'm not out here busting it. <laughs> what an approach. Yeah. Uh, but he it's does. It's like an office space moment, right? Like, what it is, what is it that you would say you do here? Mm. <laughs> uh, come in around 11. Yeah. <laughs> About a but, uh, to defend Machado, and I heard this from Ken Rosenthal, he plays like every game. So yeah, well, they, can you, you, there's nothing you're gonna. What are you gonna take away from what the dude does on the baseball? Like nothing. Yeah, no. no I mean, he's, you just he, look like an ignorant asshole if you're trying to like downplay anything that Manny can do on a baseball. He very well could win the National League MVP this year. Very well. Some Quite would possible. say he's the front runner. Front runner far and away the front runner in the national league 
mm-hmm. to win the to win the MVP award this year. And if you want to go see Manny Machado at Petco Park and you're a fucking asshole Padres fan, <laughs> wow. boy, do we got the app for you. It's a great park. Seat geek. Seat geek. Oh. Uh, <laughs> they're gonna be mad at you you should buy from local vendors yeah local tickets <laughs> yeah Seeky? you should buy from the local scalpers on the fucking off ramp what are you doing right. yeah uh uh i might actually try to use Seek geek tonight maybe catch the celtics the uh the red Sox are off uh nice little off day lines up with the celtics playoff game it's nice to be from Boston where, you know, every team makes the playoffs just like the Red Sox will this year, by the way. We'll get into that in just a second. Um, so I might, I might be using the Seeky cap tonight. And the best thing about it is that uh, they make it super easy for you. And Seeky is so beloved by butts everywhere that they've made it the highest rated ticketing app. Whether it's concerts baseball, basketball, football, festivals, or anything else, SeatGeek puts tickets from all over the web in one place to make buying simple. SeatGeek rates every ticket from 0 to 10 to make sure you're getting a good deal. Green means good and red means bad. And you, even if you're a Padres fan, you can still get this deal. You can get $20 off your first purchase with the promo code Jared, J-A-R-E-D, at SeatGeek.com or on the SeatGeek app, that is promo code Jared for $20 off your first SeatGeek order. SeatGeek, get your seat in a seat. Download the app today. Um, yeah, I just want to say the Red Sox have the best record in baseball since Alex Cora shaved his beard. That's actually a fact. No one even, it's not, they're not even like tied with anyone. They just have the best record in baseball since he did that on May 10th. They're fired up, That's bro. Nice. He fired up the boys. That's a manager. I mean, not, Every firing up the boys method is created the same. No. All like Joe Madden fired up the boys by intentionally walking Corey Seager with the bases loaded. And Alex Cora fired up the boys by shaving his beard. You can fire like was there uh was there a fire up the boys moment? What for what was it? Who was it? Fucking uh Bob Guerin, was that your manager? Yeah, that was my manager. Was there a fire up yeah. the, the boys moment? Yeah, okay. there was. There was a fire up the boys moment the night that Bob Guerin got fired. Uh, <laughs> we were on a plane ride and it was not a good plane ride. Yeah. There was some massive, massive turbulence. Mm-hmm. And we actually had a choice to whether or not we wanted to land or just kind of keep sailing through. And mm-hmm. uh <clears throat> Just keep it moving. We're just gonna we're just gonna keep it moving. <laughs> and so, like when faced with the you know choice, like, hey, would you like to fly directly, like like headfirst into this storm, and maybe come out on the other side, or you know, turbulence has been pretty bad. What do you want? No, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling. I feel like that shouldn't be a passenger decision at all. Yeah, I was well, it like that should be at the discretion of the pilot. Let's ask the skip. The skip knows best, dude. The skip yeah. knows best. I don't know yeah. that it was necessarily a a one individual, but like that was just a uh, that was a fire up the boys. And, and let's let's make it clear: we didn't know that 
he had been let go because he know? he's well i don't i mean it was announced the next day so do you think he knew at the time i find it hard to believe that you didn't know what month was this oh shit this was early we don't see that much anymore managers getting fired in season no it was early yeah you could lie. fuck i don't know was it why fun? is that why is what we don't see in season managerial firings anymore I think it's really got to be a, a perfect storm of eligible candidates, things just not going well at all, like in any area, and a need needing to be made or a move needing to be made, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, just I, I think if all of those things kind of come together, then it makes the decision to move on from somebody easier. Mm-hmm. But I think. For the most part today, there's an understanding that you're entering into each season with a pretty clear roadmap. And whether that's to be competitive or to not be competitive, I think there's an understanding whether or not you're making a real push or any success is to be processed as like or interpreted as house money. Mm. So probably not going to run into a situation where your team is severely underperforming and that's completely caught you by surprise. And you also believe it to have a lot to do with the manager. Uh, June 9th. Yeah. So like coming up. June 9th, 2011. In May 2011, Garen's managerial style came under scrutiny by Bay Area Press when reliever Brian Fuentes criticized Garen's communication style after he was replaced as the A's closer amid poor performance in the role. Fuentes later apologized to Garen for going public with his comments, and A's owner Lou Wolf endorsed Garen as the A's manager. Garen's last game as manager was on June 9th, 2011. He was subsequently fired and replaced by Bob Melvin. <clears throat> so that was not, he did not fire up the boys by going after fucking Fuentes there. No, no. But yeah, change was made. That's that. Mm. Sounds like there could have been a mutiny in the clubhouse. Yeah. What was that no, like? Just like? Is planning a know, coup? Some guys are communicators, some guys aren't. Mm. And like, and, and for Bob Guerin, like just to like kind of defend Guerin, um, everybody that had come across him or played with him on staff when he was, you know, a bench coach, like had nothing but positive things to say about him. And there's mm. a reason why you keep a guy around in the dugout, whatever that reason may be, whether he's a, you know, a friend of a guy or, or whatever, like, you want people in the dugout that are going to make a positive impact. Right. And he was, he's well, what I'm saying, <laughs> but he's in the dugout now with Dave, uh, Dave Roberts, Bob Guerin, bench coach for the Dodgers. Let's wow. get him on. Talk about the plane. Yeah. Bring up the trauma. Let's see. You had, you had your shot. What happened, man? Yeah. <laughs> If you could fire up the boys right now, how would you do it, Bob? I don't know. I don't know that he'd have an answer. 
Does he know that you hate his fucking guts? I don't hate his guts. That's what you said to us <laughs> before we started the show. That's not, not even close to what I said. Yeah, it is. I mean, I just I just defended the man. No, you didn't. You said, thank yeah. God they, we fired that piece of shit. No, that's not what I said at Yeah, all. you did, dude. <laughs> that's crazy that you're just walking it back now. Anyways, no. I thought you had more spine than that. No, well, I, I don't. You, apparently. I thought you had more, more sack to, to stand by your comments. No, I'm just, just going to go with the truth, and that's it. Mm-hmm. What, the truth that he's a big piece of shit that you, you can't, whoa, whoa, <laughs> can't whoa, believe whoa, whoa. had a job with the Oakland A's in the first place? Unbelievable. Are you done? I mean, he's a World Series champ. Are you done? He got a ring in 2020. He did? Yeah. Like I said, <clears throat> making a positive impact. Can't yeah, you, got a, you got a ring after you guys got him fired. After you guys went to ownership. <laughs> You That's guys. what you told me. You were like the pitchers went to ownership, and you're like, this, "No, I, 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 I believe the article you just read gave you a name, and it wasn't mine." <laughs> yeah, but who had more influence in the clubhouse at the time? You or Brian Fuentes? I'm probably gonna go with the 13 year vet. No, not in the A's clubhouse. Not the 209. <laughs> not the 209. <laughs> fucking Dallas Braden's house. I think no. you you definitely had more influence in that. Yes or no? Because I'll I'll fucking call Bobby Crosby right now. And I'll ask him, in 2011, who had more pull in the A's clubhouse? Dallas Braden or Brian Fuentes? I was hurt. I was Doesn't hurt. matter. Does not matter. Yeah. You're trying yeah. to tell me that, that Dustin Pedroia didn't have any pull in the Red Sox clubhouse after Manny Machado ended his career in 2017? I'm a pitcher. I'm a pitcher. Yeah, but you're, you're, you're a presence. Yes or no? Did you get Bob Guerin fired? <laughs> <laughs> I had nothing to do with that decision whatsoever. Okay, so if I, because I have his number, because I have his number, if if I call Bob Guerin right now and I say, hey, uh, how much percentage blame do you put on Dallas Braden for you not having a fucking job as the Oakland A's manager today? What would he say? Zero. He would probably, north of 30%, you would say? Zero. He would say exactly 0%. I don't think he would. And I know him well. I know him well. Do you? Yes. Yeah. And I think he would probably put, come in right around 40%. No, no, it's yeah. a lot. That's I think, a lot. yeah, it is a lot. Probably 40% lot. lower than that. I think he would probably put 20% on himself, obviously, because he's accountable. He's going to say, hey, some of this was my fault, but a lot of it was that, that meeting that Dallas Braden held with ownership <laughs> calling for my, not, my head. I did not hold a fucking meeting. Okay. Yeah, it, it wasn't. It was definitely, it was, I don't even think you can call it a meeting. It was an impromptu meeting. I mean, ownership didn't know it was coming, but. Is it there a gas happened. leak in your building? What do you mean? Because <laughs> you're fucking delusional. Anyways, Red Sox have the best record in baseball since Alex Cora shaved his beard. <clears throat> uh, Jake, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, last week I said you might want to pay attention to the Red Sox this weekend. And if you did, you're welcome. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, what a series. They won every game, right? Every single one. Yeah. Even the, uh, they- the last game, too, on Sunday. Yeah, that last one. They they won it on a walk off grand slam. It was a grand slam. Yep. Wow. Yeah, they hit some homers, huh? Yeah, Trevor Story hit five homers. Um, I think it tied a Red Sox record for most home runs in a single series. Um, I think he drove in thirteen runs. And that's a fun uh, little record to have. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. And, and to do that and not even be the best hitter on the Red Sox this weekend, pretty crazy. JD Martinez had 583 in that series. Ball's juice, bro. The ball's yeah. juice. No, the ball's not juice. It's just the Red Sox are heating up. 
Red Sox is in the ball are, right now. Yeah. Things are starting to come around. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I, I can only hope that you guys experience what I've experienced. <laughs> Just that, that feeling of being in a dark, dark place and then coming on out of it. And dude, we took two out of three on the road. It's more impressive. Away. Yeah. Against who? The fish. Ah, the Marlins. Yeah, I saw that. There was a big Pitch. brawl between the <laughs> aforementioned Jesus Aguilar and Ozzy Albies. It got pretty ugly for a second. Yeah, that was. There was a lot of great things that happened. I think uh, Marlins man returned. <laughs> he did. That series. Now that Jeter's huh? out, Marlins yeah. man is back at home where he belongs. Jeter is out. You know, he said is he, that is he, he over his. With? Yeah, they have a. They had a blog, big public beef. They had a. You ever heard that story? No, I heard it firsthand twenty times. <laughs> <laughs> I've spent a lot of personal time with uh, Lawrence. I call him Lawrence, Marlins man. Uh, we've had we we broke bread together, brother. <laughs> Me and Lawrence have had dinner at Yankee Stadium a couple times. Uh, DC. Um, Jared's been a member of the harem. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, very close, Lawrence and I. You're one of the mermaids, bro. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Respect. Yeah, <laughs> he's I got think. his own pillowcase at, at Lawrence's house. I have not been there. I've not been there. <laughs> I, I've I've been to Miami's once, uh, but it's not in in my years of. Old Jared and Lawrence just trying on visors <laughs> together. <laughs> I, I would do that. <laughs> I'm not much of a visor guy, but I feel like I feel like no, I'm not much of a hat guy. I feel like visors would be perfect for me because then you can still see my hair. Uh. <laughs> Boy, yeah, I might do the one. Yeah, you you can you could really you could get the visor going. Yeah, you would I, absolutely be. Yeah, you yeah. Well, because they don't make they don't ever wear those orange jerseys anymore. So like, get if I wanted to get like an orange Jazz Chisholm jersey, I'd have to like get a special ordered. Yeah, it would be tough. Yeah, they don't make I'm sure those. there's some sort of like jersey maker out there that's like, yeah, I'll fucking hook you up with a Jazz Chisholm orange. Yeah, like, maybe and fucking China. traffic cone jersey. What are those? The Mayan or are those the city vibe jerseys or whatever the fuck they're called? No, no. I the mean, ones he's they wore the like, orange jersey forever. Yeah, he only wears that one. The classic the, orange. They don't. Yeah, it's in the spirit of uh, the uh, sugar. Uh, oh fuck! The name oh, those of those are the, red. The, name of the Cuban team. Those are red. Oh, those are red. Mm. <laughs> yeah, bro, you you gotta figure it out, man. Whatever. Yeah, figure it out. Um, but yeah, that's that's something that's on the docket for me. I'd love to visor shopping with Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I'm sure we wouldn't have to shop for him. I'm sure he's got a bunch. Yeah, you can just go over to his house and try them on together. Mm-hmm. You sound jealous, dude. No, that should be that should be a killer time. Mm-hmm. It is. <laughs> <laughs> Go shopping with Marlins, man. There's no Marlins gear here. <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? <clears throat> is that all we got? I feel like that's it. I mean, I hope your luggage gets returned. Oh, um, hey, I, oh, I, Adley I Rushman. Yes. Shout out Adley Rushman. Yes, MLB you. debut. Uh, fucking triple his first big league hit. I'm How sure about that? A, a catcher in the house. Catcher first big league knock triple. Yeah, and I did. I did think it was really cool. Um, 
<clears throat> how he just, right before he squatted down, he spun around and just like took a look around. And mm-hmm. it's very real. Um, the third deck effect. And that means don't look up. Triple A, triple A, you're not playing in ballparks that have three decks. The whole visual, like the actual visualization of where you're playing baseball. It's like the first time you played on a really nice field or the first time you played in a really nice gym on a really nice football field, tennis court, whatever it is, just walking up to the place, walking into the place, everything around it is very different. It gives you a very different feel. It's just like that when you walk out of the locker room, walking down the field, you step foot on the big league field for the very first time, and where you're used to seeing the sky, you don't. Those are seats. Those are signs. Those are full of people, and they're losing their mind because this is the fucking big leagues, Mm. and you got to take that moment in. And Adley Rutschman just turned around, soaked it up, because you'd like to believe that he's one of those great stories where, like, there's no going back. He's not riding a bus ever again. And he's going to be a huge, huge part of what Orioles fans hope is a very bright future for their organization because mm. they feel like they've got a few reasons to be excited. He's probably number one on that list. Yeah, definitely. Who's like the, like, I guess not necessarily going back to your childhood, but maybe like the earlier years, the, the most hype that you can remember about a prospect coming up and obviously not like, I guess hey, like Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg, um, Jason Hayward for, for some reason sticks out to me. For me, it, it was, it was a rod. Yeah. Like I can, I can remember like people just like, like this dude's, this dude is going to be like it was Hall of Fame projection. Mm-hmm. Like was this that, guy's going to be a, a fucking animal. He 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 can run. He can hit. He's got a cannon. Like the 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 dude is strong. He's wiry. He's going to be 19, 20 years old or whatever the fuck in the big he league. He's nineteen. And he's going to hit bombs, mm-hmm. and he's going to play Gold Glove defense. Well, yeah. <laughs> Was that bigger than uh, Bryce Harper and Strasburg? Because I feel like those were the biggest, but I, I live near there, so it might have been like. Well, like off. you got to think, like there, there's no social media train for A Rod to be writing, and so for the hype to be what it was, like he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, right? He was doing that that same shit too. He just wasn't 15, like Bryce Harper. Yeah. So Bryce Harper was like the second coming because of his youth and because of what he was doing, like he wasn't destroying competition at his level. This was a kid who had gotten his GED so he could enter a higher level of competition and was kicking the shit out of kids in junior college with a wood bat when he was 16 years old, 17 years old. Like that, that's why the hype was around him. And then they put a metal bat in his hand and sent him out to Florida. Said, won't you, won't you have a taste of Tropicana? And he proceeded to hit balls off the goddamn roof. Mm. It's the heart of a champion. Remember that video? Mm-hmm. 
they play that song. I mean, Him hitting bombs so, so, in Tropicana. Yeah. yeah. So the so the 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 hype for Bryce and and also because it was like, yo, this kid like catcher, like this dude's a catcher, left handed power hitting catcher with a hose. And then it was like, eh, I don't know that he's going to be a catcher once he gets to the big leagues. But you're right about that hose. And he's a fucking athlete. So the fact that this kid's about to make a transition from a catching prospect to an outfielder. So mm. Bryce had a ton of hype. Mark Pryor. Mark Pryor was billed as the guy with the greatest mechanics ever. Like, this is the dude who is a throwing machine. Like, clean, powerful fastball, ridiculous hammer. I mean, I remember going to a camp. I remember going to a Tom House camp in San Diego over winter break when I was at Texas Tech, the Texas Tech University. And we were all around the backstop watching Mark Pryor throw his bullpen. And it was like on, you're like a kid on Christmas waiting for him to call for the curveball with his glove. Like here it comes because that's what everybody wanted to see. And the minute he did, you could almost like hear a little buzz, like behind the, you know, behind the cage, like, Oh shit, here it comes. Oh shit, here it comes. And he threw that fucking curveball, and every one of us behind the cage buckled. We knew it was coming. We were expecting it and he threw it and we were six feet behind him with a, with a gate of a fucking wall between us. And we all were like, Oh God, it was disgusting. Kerry Wood, Kerry Wood had a ton of hype. Guy fucking shows up to the big leagues and punches 20 tickets. Suck on that. <laughs> that was the I would. Uh, <clears throat> best game ever pitched in the big leagues. Yeah. Um, man. <laughs> trying to think of who else. Who else might have had a ton of hype? Mm-hmm. I mean, Strasburg was the one for me. Yeah. Well, he, I mean... Like he's the last guy to get a big league deal, I believe. Like yes. when he signed and got drafted, they're like, "We're just we're going to pay you big league minimum." <laughs> yeah, like I mean, like Adley Rushman obviously has gotten a lot of hype and a lot of talk, uh, waiting for his big league debut. But in terms of like being out of that market, not being a fan of the player's team, but still knowing that you have to tune in for that start or that first AB, Chris Bryant. When I, I remember being at work and firing up the, the Cubs on, on MLB TV, I couldn't miss Chris Bryant's big league debut. That was one um, for a position player. And then Steven Strasburg was obviously the guy that I think everyone was thinking, I, I can't miss this guy's first start. And he electrified in his first start. It, it yeah. lived up to the hype and then some. But what, 14 punch outs? Something like that. Punch? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I remember I remember Chris Bryant's big league debut. Yep. Um, yeah, I can't remember any super recent ones. Yeah. I can't remember I like any. Kelnick was the biggest one recently. Kelnick. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Green. Hmm. You, I mean, like you heard the name, but I mean, he made yeah, not his not the yeah. Uh, we're not talking like fanfare. super duper hype, yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. like it's a lot different when it's like opening day or the first when you start on the team with the roster. It's like less hype, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you come like Julio in, Rodriguez, 
Yeah. There was hype well, yeah, there, there was... but then if you're not called up three weeks after opening day or any time during the season, it, it does take some of the, the fizzle. And that's why service manipulation is good and we need to keep it. <laughs> it is Shut so up. exciting. And these players association service manipulation fucking... is fucking lit. Shut it is. Up. It's awesome. Yeah. It's dope. Mm. All right. Uh, we'll be back on <laughs> Thursday. <laughs> they should have kept Adley Rushman down, bro, like a few more weeks. How sick would it be <laughs> if just a couple more weeks? I'm sending everybody oh. your address, your home address. <laughs> uh, we'll Fuck see you in a man. few days. <clears throat> I guess have a great week. Have a great week. I hope you're, both of your suck bag teams find a way to climb back into it the, re- the way the Red Sox have. Oh, We're coming hey, for that- you, Phillies. Fuck the Phillies. Green and gold right now. Oh, God. Stop it. Green and gold. Stop it. Getting ready to pound semen. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> yeah, we softened them up for you. Oh, did you? Yeah. Before I go. Mm-hmm. Jake, how's the weather out there in Meantown? Uh, right now we got 68 degrees, mix of sun and clouds, winds east at 10 to 15 miles per hour, humidity 47%, UV index 8 out of 10, and a waning crescent tonight for the moon phase. Ooh, waning. 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 Yeah, Get waning. Oh, also, on. shout out to Yachty. Little love on the bump, huh? Oh, yeah. Him and oh, Albert. Yeah. yeah. Become the first two teammates, 75 years or older, to throw pitches as a position player, yeah, in a sanctioned baseball game, they both have a 36 ERA. Damn, <laughs> what are the odds, man? Yeah, what Probably pretty are good. the odds <laughs> that both dudes just get fucking lit up? Yeah, good. I think they're good, but exactly get lit up exactly the same. Come on, mm. well. shout out to Evan Longoria for asking for the ball after getting a knockoff pools. Yeah, hell yeah, you That's definitely want that ball. Yes. Absolutely. Like, you're taking all that gear. Like, I want that uniform. Like, this is the uniform that I wore when I fucking smoked a ball off Albert Pools. That is. Yeah, Wait, hold on. What? No, did Albert smoke that ball? No, no, no. You heard that correctly. He came in and pitched. I got a hit off Albert Pools. You yeah, think I could yeah. get a hit off Albert Pools, Dallas? Uh, with big league defenders behind him? Well, you play softball. You might be able to dump yeah. one in there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd fucking crush a homer. Jared would have no chance. No, I definitely would. I'm very strong. I have a great swing. Um, and he's throwing like fucking 65. No. You don't think I could get a hit <laughs> off Albert Pools? Are you kidding me? I don't I don't know. I've seen I mean I've seen you play. What was his yeah, you saw me fucking smash like a ball of the fucking warning track off you, and you're an actual pitcher. Um, it's just not even close to being accurate. What are you talking about? It's on video, dude. It's unfortunately wiped from the internet, but oh, oh wow, <laughs> damn, uh, hate to yeah, see it. <laughs> the the video did exist. No, that's not. I true. faced you mean the video, the video of the video of uh, you and I playing baseball with Jack White. Yeah, and that, then I just video, fucking what a, what absolutely a cool, what a cool video that it is. Yeah. Um, moves the needle for some yeah fucking I faced Dallas and I just 
absolutely hammered one to the wall. And uh, obviously, they had the scouting report. They were playing me perfect. And Who won that game? You guys walked off in eight innings. Hell, oh, Team Warstick, baby. That's right. <laughs> Literally. That's like, right. Yeah. That was so That's stupid. Right. They're like, all right, uh-huh. yeah, well, let's just let's call it eight. Let's call it eight. And then they, hey, I mean, I was I standing the out there watching the walk-off celebration at home plate. Like, what the fuck is this? I don't make the rules, dude. All I do is win, 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 no matter nah, what. That was <laughs> absolute garbage. Um, anyways, <laughs> all right, we'll see you Thursday. Yeah. Wow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.